You're listening to episode 50 of the We Got the Runs podcast. In this episode, we'll talk to coach Tiffany Spearman about running pregnant and the postpartum journey. Welcome to the We Got the Runs podcast. I'm your host, Letty Lundquist, and I invite you to join me as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make every run a good run. Hey runners, welcome to episode 50. Ryan, this is episode 50. You've done 50 already of these? How many have I done? You have done probably half of them. Really? I don't know. I'm going to count for next time. That seems too much. Well, you've been there throughout the whole time with me, Ryan. That's true. Giving me input. (laughs) <laughs> sharing your brains, giving me constructive criticism, yeah. and I'm so grateful. <laughs> good input and bad input probably too. but That's good. So anyway, for you guys that don't know me, we are Ryan and Letty. <laughs> we are the collective Ryan and Letty. <laughs> and uh, we are the hosts of the We Got the Runs podcast, a podcast that comes out every week that are inspirational, motivational, and educational and we try to entertain you. So if you like our style, please subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and show us your appreciation. I think you're actually more the host, and I'm kind of more just like the stand-in to fill in the dead space. You're my co-host. You are my rock, <laughs> Ryan. So anyway, how's it going, guy that kills the dead time on my podcast? It's going good. Anything new and exciting happening in your life? Vacation. I had some vacations. Oh, nice. you did? Where was I for that? Well, you know, sometimes I need some of my own time. So I say, I'm going to work, and then I just go do something else. Oh, that's why he comes back with a wet and salty hair again, huh? I see <laughs> how it is. So guess what we're going to talk about today? Running. What about running? What's the subtopic? Well, don't like, quiz me. You said I was a pretty good answer, I thought. It's your favorite topic. Running. Female running stuff from pregnancy to postpartum. <laughs> That's my favorite topic. Um, okay. <laughs> that wasn't creepy. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not that creepy. So to any of my men listening, I know this topic might sound kind of like it wouldn't be interesting to you, but hear me out. <laughs> you know, you have female friends, maybe a partner and the running community is all love. So you want to be able to empathize with your fellow runners. And so you should stick around and see what we females go through when we carry your offspring this day and age. You going to stick around? Uh, I think I kind of have to. I got a chain to my ankle. <laughs> there goes the chain joke again. <laughs> all right. So I picked this topic because I think we need to start giving pregnancy and postpartum running the same level of attention or consideration for recovery that we do with the, all the other injuries like ligament, tendon, nerve, muscle injuries, and all that stuff that goes goes on in your body. You and I have two kids, so I'm wondering, what did you notice about my running when it came to A, running while I was pregnant in the first versus second pregnancy, and B, the postpartum journey, first pregnancy versus second, just, you know, when it comes to running. Well, you're going to have to remind me if I'm correct, but I think the first time you could, with Liana, you could run further into pregnancy and with Kai it was you had a harder time and but with Kai afterwards second one you could um get back to running quicker yeah so the first 
first pregnancy, just like you said, I was running three days before I went into labor at 39 weeks when I was induced. And the second child, I was 24 weeks pregnant and there was just so much pressure and stuff going on that I couldn't really run past six months. So do you remember what we did? No. We sat in the hot tub and turned it on. So that way I could feel like I was sweating and working out. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> we had a hot tub every day. <laughs> I don't think that's the same, though. Well, but there's it, probably some benefits, too. So It was a mental benefit. Okay. And with the second child, just like you said, the first kid, I couldn't run for about eight weeks. I could barely sit. Um, and with the second baby, I was running five days after. I mean, I was running really slow but i was starting to run again it was a completely different journey yeah i remember that so why do you think that is well i mean you could get into the details or so but the first pregnancies are always generally harder you know it's first time the second time is usually a little bit easier for most most women fortunately but i mean i ran further into my first pregnancy yeah, you know, I don't know exactly all the details. I mean, you have all the pelvic floor muscles, you have the uterus, everything else. And, you know, during the first pregnancy, it seemed like, you know, she was probably a little higher in your pelvis and maybe that helped. And during the second, it seemed like he was sitting a little lower and maybe that put more pressure on everything and made it harder. Plus, Kai's a little difficult anyway. <laughs> He's probably kicking you the whole time. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So yeah, so night and day difference, and we have so many questions. So I'm now going to introduce my guest. My guest is Tiffany Spearman. She is a run coach and amazing person, super fast, and she just had a baby. So I figured right now her baby is less than a year old, and it would be the perfect time to pick her brain. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Tiffany Spearman. All right, so I'm here with Tiffany Spearman. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. So I want to start by introducing you to our listeners. Can you let us know who you are, what you do, and then maybe talk a little bit about your recent pregnancy experience? Okay, yep. Um, uh, my name is Tiffany Spearman. I am a private running coach uh, for a company called Coach Up. It's a Boston-based company. Um, it's one-on-one -on -one coaching. And um, in addition to that, I helped started track programs in the greater Boston area for inner-city youth um, from the ages of 3 to 14, so any, anywhere from indoor track to outdoor track um, and cross-country, excuse me. Um, and then a little bit about my background is that I got started accidentally when I was 13. I tried to beat these two Polish kids in the mile because they were talking all this junk. And uh, I ended up beating one of them. And uh, my gym teacher was like, hey, you should run cross country because I ran a 630 mile. And I said, sure. I didn't know what I was doing. I um, got third in the state in eighth grade and I was wearing airwalks. That's what I was running in. That's how clueless I was to running. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> in ninth grade, I happened to get one of the best coaches in the country, um, one of the best runners in the country. I ran under Bobby Doyle, so I got his guidance and his methodical, like crazy, like this is what you do. You should run, you run, you run. And um, it worked for him. It worked for me. And then I ran for Oregon State for a few years, um, quit running because I had a little bit of anxiety after that. And then started back up about 10 years ago, ran for New Balance Boston 
And ever since then, it's just been a challenge. Like, let's see what else I can capture as getting older. Now I'm trying to, I'm getting 40 in October and I'm looking to clean up in the masters. So that sounds awesome. So that's quite a journey. So can you maybe reveal some of your PRs for our listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, my mile time is 4.52. My, uh, that was actually when I was 24. I, the last time I raced a mile, I was 32 years old and I ran a 503 mile. Um, and then my last, we'll talk about my last couple of races. So at 39, I ran a 5k and 17.50, uh, turn around and ran a 10k and 37.52. Um, half marathons, for some reason, not my jam. I can't get under 130. I don't know what it is. I get this mental block. So was like 132 to 134, which is on. Um, and then my marathon ranges from anywhere from 257 to uh, 227, 327, excuse me, with uh, 2018 Boston. Wow, that's that's quite amazing. That's crazy. And kind of um, interesting that you can't get your half marathon time under 130. I think a lot of it has to do with I haven't really, I've only raced two halves in my life. So, okay. Wow. Wow. Well, that's quite amazing, Tiffany. So adding to this, you recently had a new experience in your life. You just had a baby. Correct. I did. Congratulations. How old is she now? She'll be nine months uh, on the third. Wow. And tell us about your running with that now. Are you still running? Are you pushing a stroller as you run? Or how is that going? I'm, um, I'm doing both. I'm doing both. Um, I would have to say I'm very surprised and taken back as aggressive as I am and competitive as I am as a runner and someone who is like, you guys get outside and run no less than my nine miles, you know? And so I thought that I would be this advent high mileage pregnant runner. And I, I could only get like three miles. I think a lot of it had to do with that. My body frame was so tiny. Um, I, I'm, Unfortunately for me, my boobs got really big and then I got a really big belly. So I was just boobs and belly. And she was like crushing my bladder um, after like a mile and a half. And like, I know this is a faux pas, but I would find myself peeing in the woods and be like, all right, we're going to get back up and run. And then it would hurt even more. So I would only be able to keep runs to three miles um, while pregnant. Um, and it was significantly slower. I, it was funny because I would run with my fiance and he's not a big runner at all. And, uh, he would be out of breath at my, at my pace and I would not be out of breath, but I would be uncomfortable because she was hitting my bladder. It was like, he would make fun of me and I would make fun of him, but like <laughs> post, postpartum, um, I got, I got, um, I had a C-section and so, um, it's so weird how these things happen. I was in, I immediately was able to like get up, move around the next day. Um, within a week, I was totally fine. And then 11 days later, my uh, incision started bleeding. And I think it had a lot to do with my daughter was always kicking me. She was very, she's very hyper. Um, so she was always kicking me. And so I went back to the doctors and they were like, oh, this only happens to oversized women. This, I can't believe this happened to you. What were you doing? What were you doing? And I'm like, I like, I don't know. So I pushed back my running. So I ended up running, I think it was like two months, um, after, and I, um, got so excited that I like started running so fast. I like threw up <laughs> <laughs> then like, I don't know, 
probably three minutes <laughs> because my stomach wasn't used to it and my organs were all over the place. So it, wow. was, it was very interesting. Took a while to settle back in, huh? Um, correct. Yeah. I would say about uh, 10, almost 10 weeks comfortably. Well, that's good. And it's always good to play it safe. And uh, you probably know that best since you are a run coach. So I kind of want to dig into that as you experience coaching runners that are pregnant or postpartum. We wanted to dive into that subject. So from uh, what you know with your clientele and your athletes, um, can you say that it's safe to run during pregnancy? Or do you feel like people should only run if they've already been a runner? Um, I think I, I don't, I mean, it's just walking safe. So I don't see why running wouldn't be. I mean, it depends on if your own equilibrium, you know, and what you're capable of doing. Um, if you've never ran before or even walked or exercise, I wouldn't necessarily get out there immediately and start running. I would like, like what I call is a waddle. It's like a walk jog, you know? So you walk a little bit, you jog a little bit. I mean, I would give it a test and try it out. I wouldn't say that it's not safe. I would say the only thing that it wouldn't be safe is the location, right? So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely to the terrain, I'm sure that you want to make sure that you don't trip. So you're kind of answering my question that I was going to ask you next about how much somebody should run. Do you feel like somebody should stay within a certain heart rate when they run? Or is that just something that's um, kind of... That's the, so that's that math in there, you know, that everyone gets so analytical about and, and gets so worried. I really think it depends on how you feel. Um, because again, I really thought, given my own background and how nuts I am about this sport, that I'd be out there running all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, like, I, okay, I'm gonna go run. Oh, this, I, like, I was very surprised by what was happening with me. But I also accepted it. I mean, I was mad at first, but then I was just like, you know what? <laughs> if I'm not supposed to be running five miles a day, then then fine. But then I also have a friend who she's due in May. And um, she was also on my New Balance team. She's on her baby number three. She didn't run with her first one. She barely ran with her second one. And now she's out here running 730 miles. I mean, seven minute and 30 seconds per mile for five miles. And I'm like, Jen, how are you doing this? She's like, I don't know. But you know, that's her own thing. So I guess it's to each his own. You have to go off on how your body feels, you know? Yeah, that's very true. There's no one size fits all when it comes to uh, children. Now, can you tell me about some benefits that we as women get when we're pregnant and we continue running? Um, well, one, the exercise in itself keeps keeps you active, Um um, as someone who is, you know, on the muscular side as a long distance runner, I, because I didn't run as much as I used to, I lost a lot of muscle, a massive amount um, of muscle. Like, you know, as you get older, they say your muscle depletes anyways, but um, especially when you don't exercise and you're used to it, um, there, that's the benefit. You retain your muscle mass, first of all, and your endorphins go up naturally, one. Two, when it's all said and done, um, you'll have enough energy to keep up with your child because you've exercised throughout your pregnancy. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What about your own energy for people that want to run? You know how you feel when you're pregnant. How can you make yourself feel a little bit more energetic so that you'll make it make that step out of, outside of the door? Well, that is the hardest part, right? Is getting out the door, right? So when, I, I feel like most people uh, show up once they're outside the door. I think the biggest problem would be consumption of food, what you're consuming. Usually when you're pregnant, you cook crave whatever. And you're like, I've never had this before. I never wanted this before. I'm going to eat it. I don't care. You know, and it's usually stuff that is very heavy, <laughs> which is totally fine. You know, your doctor wants you to gain weight. Your baby wants you to gain weight. You want to gain weight, but you have to like realize like, Hey, if I have like, you know, this turkey with gravy and biscuits and then have pasta for dinner, am I going to turn around and be able to um, digest this and get up and run in the morning. You know, you have to think about that stuff. I'm not saying in, indulge in it. You should indulge in your grief, but you gotta, okay, you can't overindulge because it's just, it's, you're just going to be lethargic. That's just natural. So sometimes you wake up and you have these pains that are unexpected, you know, <clears throat> um, because you're pregnant. And so what, what can you do about that? That's, that's where you got to derive another energy form. So you have to find something that kept you motivated before you were pregnant to run, to help you instill that even more. So but whatever it is, if you have um, a spirit animal, I don't know, uh, a, a sister or a cousin or someone who you talk to and have a conversation, just be like, hey, I just need you to give me a swift kick in the butt, accountability, someone who holds you accountable, accountable, sorry, um, or certain stuff, whatever it needs for you to get motivated to get out the door. If it's playing music in your ear, so be it. Right. So you kind of just got to continue your lifestyle and um, don't think of yourself as a completely new person because you're still you're still in there. <laughs> Correct. You can't lose yourself. <laughs> right. So what about some precautions or complications? What changes when you're running and you're pregnant? Um, I mean, so everyone's different, right? And everyone's uh, body composition is different. Their hips are shaped differently. So it, that's definitely going to be um, on how your body is built and shaped. Um, I would say for myself, uh, because I was just simply all belly and all boobs, um, <laughs> I found myself wearing three sports bras because they were like, my boobs were bouncing and I just didn't know what the heck to do. Not only that, because it was all belly. <laughs> she was just, and she was on the right side the whole entire time. Cause she was breached. She never turned. That's why I had a C-section. Um, her, whatever it was, I don't know if it was her, butt. her elbow was pounding the crap out of my bladder. Um, so I was very cautious about going faster. So to me, it was just like, I don't care what the pace is. This, as long as I can get in some, a little bit of miles, maybe a mile or two and can laugh during it and be able to breathe, then um, I was okay. I think that 
you know, the terrain that you're running in is one of the things that you have to be cautious about. Um, Cause out here in Chicago, um, for some reason, the streets are not the nicest paved and neither are the sidewalks. So um, even before I was pregnant, I found myself um, a week before the Milwaukee marathon, I had tripped over a like beveled sidewalk. So, you know, it depends on, you really need to be more cautious about your surrounding because you're already cautious about yourself. So. Yeah. And can you address um, the center of gravity changing too? Cause your body's changing. Yes. Um, so what happens is, is um, you really, you, so naturally when you're running, your body leans forward. And so when you're pregnant, because you're all belly and all boobs, you have a tendency of leaning forward a little bit more. So you end up arching your back um, or leaning back a little bit more, which causes a little bit more pain on your lower back and, and your pelvic bone. And it also it accidentally changes your heel, your strength. So if you're a mid to forward or front foot striker, you end up being almost a heel striker out of caution because you don't want, you don't want to feel like you're going to fall over. Wow. That's a, that's a big change. And um, for your athletes, when would you tell somebody to stop when they're pregnant and are still running? What are some red flags? Um. So I, I guess it would, some of the red flags is like, if you can't breathe, right. So you already, your baby's already leaning against your diaphragm. So you're already having that hard time breathing. Now they say the second trimester is the golden three months, because that's when so you had just have a little bit more room in there. And so if you're going to be aggressive, I guess with running, that's the time to do it. But, but um, what happens is, is normally like, so <laughs> if you can't breathe, because she's pushing on, or they, or your baby's pushing on your diaphragm, excuse me, um, that is already restricting. And then you're already going to go outside and it could be completely dry wherever you're living. It could be completely humid. It could be completely cool. So that those three elements will restrict your lungs in general. That's the biggest problem with running while pregnant. Everything else you get used to, but when, if you can't catch a breast and you're short of breath and you're not used to it, um, that it will, will stop you in your path. You'll just, you'll, you'll basically just like, I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta breathe. So. Yeah. So just basically got to listen to your body and make sure at least that one is correct. Right. With that one. If you had any other injuries before they will definitely come out, um, um, while, while one pregnant and definitely pregnant while running. Um, I had atelier band problems, IT band on my left I'm running all the way down to my ankle. Um, and I was having a massive hip problem, my left hip so much so that I was like, I'm telling my doctor, <laughs> you know, like just to let you know. Uh, but it was crazy because I hadn't had that problem since 2014. And then all of a sudden, seven years later, it, it shows up. So. Oh, interesting. You think about yeah. Residual injuries. It all comes back and let's dive into the, let's dive into the postpartum running journey. So as a rule of thumb, how long should a person wait um, so they can run again? Is it again, dependent on whether or not they were a runner beforehand, or do you think they have to consider where they've been, whether they've been running throughout their pregnancy or what is it that you would take into account when coaching an athlete that just had a baby? I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with if you were a runner before, because I've met so many people who 
are running now. And I'm like, where were you in high school? Like, <laughs> you know, we've had kids. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, get your clearance from your doctor. I, when I did my six weeks, I mean, for through to COVID, there was a lot of restriction. I had a Zoom six week meeting. My doctor was like, um, excuse me, I had a Zoom one week meeting. And my doctor was like, hey, you'll probably be able to run in a month. And then two weeks later, it was like, no, you know, it ended up being two months later, which was totally fine. So um, one, you have to see how, if your organs are back in order for you to run, I would start with trying to do a little bit of exercise in your house. Maybe start with like 10 setups. If you feel like everything's out of place, then I would, I would wait. Cause what happens is, is your organs needs, needs time to get back to where they were. They're still going to work the way they were working before, but they need to get back to their positions. So that's one of the rule of thumbs. Do a little exercise around the house. Like, you know, maybe some leg lifts, some squats, use your baby as a weight, do, do that first and then get outside and then start walking and then run. I'm not saying just because you weren't a runner before you can't do it, but I would wait to get the clearance from your doctor and then go. I um, took Kennedy out and I was so excited. I got my clearance. It was right around Columbus Day. <laughs> and she loved the first one. The weather was perfect. It was perfect. She was like two and a half months. She slept. It was amazing. She got a little bit hungry after I fed her. Then like two weeks later, same thing. Went out for the same run. She was crying the whole entire time. A lot of <laughs> had to do with it. It was windy. The temperature was up there. I was hot. She was not. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, especially because you never know what mood your child is stricken with when going out for the run. It can be a perfect day or it can be, you know, they're hungry and they're crying. So, again, it goes hand in hand with your child and feeding times and fine tuning all of those things. So what do you think is the safest way to approach your postpartum run? And I'm talking about amount of running. How much is too much or how should you gauge how much you can run if you're trying to build up to something again? Well, what I, my rule of thumb is to throw out the previous times that you had before. Because once you start thinking about like, hey, I used to run a 5K in this time, even that was my fastest time and this is my slowest time I should be a bit once you start you know navigating time reference of what you should be hitting um that's going to end up driving you crazy I think what you should do is um get out the get out the door see what the weather's like I would go from a either start with walking and then get into a jog or go from a jog to a walk and what I did was is I didn't want my husband looking at me outside the fiance looking at me outside the window so I walked around the corner <laughs> and then I started jogging <laughs> it's silly for me to say that but that was my own subconscious because I felt everything was so jiggly on me and I wasn't used to it and so um I think that you know and then once I started jogging a little bit more I realized that hey it was going too fast and to slow down because I couldn't catch my breath and then I walked a little bit so I would go off base off of like walk jog until you can get comfortable with like hey I don't necessarily need to walk that much anymore you know like um they call fart leg as you know an old saying where it's um an old training form where it's like hey let me jog from this light post to this light post so that's a reference to what you can do now you know like 
I live in Chicago, so I can do like post or in one block to another block. Maybe for someone else who lives on, you know, desolate roads, you can do like trees that, you know, you're familiar with or something. But that's a starting point, like walk to a start from A to B and then jog from A to B. Um, and then eventually you'll be able to do all of it without walking. So that's awesome. So just kind of take it easy and not drive yourself crazy and don't jump in any kind into any kind of training plan quite yet. Yes, I would honestly because well, rule of thumb is if you oh, sorry, Tiffany, running, can you say that last sentence again? It just cut out. Yeah, sorry. I have my hands on the bottom thing. Um, rule of thumb when you're training in general. Um, is six to eight weeks where your body gets used to or acclimated to whatever you're doing, whether you're cycling, swimming, running, your body needs six to eight weeks. I say usually eight to 10 for those who haven't ran before. And for any of those who didn't run while pregnant, I would say eight to 10 weeks, give yourself, be kind to yourself because if you were hard on yourself before, you will never understand how come your body didn't get back to what it needed to be um, right away? You don't, even though you're like back to feeling normal, you're internally you're not. And so you need to just be a little bit patient with that. Um, and believe me, once your legs want to start turning over, they will. And you're going to be like, my lungs need to catch up. And then you'll start to get into the point where you're like, okay, now I need to train my lungs because physically I'm, I need, I'm there. All right. So when it comes to breastfeeding, for those of us that have breastfed babies and running, I know I've been through that journey because your kids are so little and your milk production doesn't magically stop when you decide to go for that long run, even if a long run just means right now, you know, an hour of slow mm -hmm. running. So what are some tips that you can give to new moms on how to manage this whole situation better? Um, so always... Whenever you leave the door out, out the door, um, it doesn't matter if you're going for a run or if you're bringing her or him in the car, always make sure to feed them before. Um, what I ended up doing was as I fed her before I left the house and then I fed her again right as I um, parked to go wherever to, for a trail um, to make sure that she was satisfied. Because um, for me, my daughter has a very fast metabolism, so she's always constantly eating, constantly hungry. So I already knew that about her. Um, and there's nothing when you're on a trail, what are you going to do? You know, like you, especially with a newborn, you, then they can't put stuff in their mouth. And like, for me, um, I was exclusively breastfeeding. So she's at this age, still at nine months, she still doesn't know how to take a bottle. So I'm kind of stuck. So I have to figure this out. And so I breastfed her before I left the house. I breastfed her before the run. I would come back and immediately breastfeed her after the run. And then I would breastfeed her again once I got home. Just And it wouldn't be like a full feeding. It would just be enough to carry her over um, each time. Because, you know, no one's going out here for two-hour runs, you know, which is what you're supposed to be doing every two hours. So I would just do it enough for her to be content, you know, for like the 25, 30 minutes um, of the run. Yeah, where she doesn't start crying in the middle of a run. <laughs> right. I uh, The biggest thing was the um, the sports bra. It's finding the right sports bra that could help keep your, your tatas in and be able to whip them out <laughs> when you need to. So let's dive into weight loss because I know that a lot of us gain weight when we're pregnant and then we're eager to lose it. Can you give us some tips on how to one 
run as a bigger runner? And then how does the whole weight loss thing come into play when we run? Um, so the good thing is, is that you naturally lose weight after you have your baby. So you lose about, up to, they say up to about 10 pounds, depending upon the size of your, your baby. If you're a smaller girl, it's about 10 pounds. Um, bigger girl, it's usually like 12 something because of the, the placenta and the water after that. So that's a, that's a bonus, right, in itself. And then after that, once you get cleared um, to exercise, um, naturally, you're going to be picking up your child all the time. Your arms are going to get stronger. So there's weight loss in, in that in that aspect. You're moving around. You're if you are breastfeeding, you are very cautious about your food consumption because your child is consuming all of that. Um, so you end up naturally eating healthier. Um, also, if you're breastfeeding, because you're breastfeeding, your child is taking all of your nutrients. You end up losing weight faster that way as well, which is always great to have a snack on the side, which I recommend RX bars because there's only three ingredients and they're usually high in protein. And uh, um, that's usually what you need um, after breastfeeding. But um, I really wouldn't worry too much about um, losing the weight because it will come off naturally. And um, someone as myself, I thought that I would naturally get back down to my weight, which I did. And now I'm struggling to maintain and gain weight back because I lost so much muscle. So people are, some women are fighting to lose weight. I'm fighting to gain my weight back because um, I'm still breastfeeding. And so um, in order for me to be an okay runner, I need to be a certain, certain weight. I don't want to be underweight because it's unhealthy. And I, I try not to promote that. Um, your body will get back to the weight that you naturally need to um, when it's ready. And most likely after six months, six to nine months is when your child is usually more active. And so you become more active. And then after nine months, you know, you can be in a place where the weather's nice, like where you are um, and your kid wants to get outside. You want to get outside. So you're doing things that you normally wouldn't do, um, like hiking or walking all the time, you know. So um, I wouldn't really worry too much about getting back to a certain weight at a certain time frame. Um, I would just worry about if. Um, you're not losing any, any weight, you know, that means that you're not doing anything to help weight loss. So. Right. That's perfect advice. And um, are you aware, are you aware of any deficiencies that we as women have to be cautious, any vitamins that you recommend um, just because we might not, you know, you're breastfeeding and, you know, they take a lot of your nutrients that you're mentioning. So, um, a lot of women stop for whatever reason. I don't even know why the doctors don't promote this unless you're breastfeeding. They don't promote taking prenatal vitamins after you're, after you have your baby. They do if you're breastfeeding, but they only uh, promote it for three months. Um, because your body's racing back to get back to normal, normal, all you have all these hormones flying around. I recommend still taking a prenatal vitamin up to six months after the one that I took um, was organic. It's a little bit expensive. They say take two of them a day. I was only taking one. So I stretched it out. It ended up being $55. It was a baby and me. Uh, and it, it gave me all the stuff that I needed, the iron, the fish oil, you know, that you need um, the calcium because most women usually consume dairy and don't know that almond milk has 30% more calcium than dairy. And I'm not trying to promote almond milk, but these are, these are things that, you know, you just don't know and you just stick to your normal stuff. So 
I'm an advocate of a prenatal vitamin and um, there's also, it's called juice plus. Um, it is the amount of fruit and veggies that you need in a day. And it is a gummy and it's organic. And um, if sometimes if, you know, if I live in the North, where we don't, we can't get, you know, seasonal fruits like berries. I mean, we can, we can pay out of the pocket if we want to for them um, in the wintertime. But these gummies come into play because sometimes I don't have time to like get the vegetables or um, fruit that I need, especially with my daughter. I'm like, oh, okay, you need to eat, I need to eat. And then I'm like, what's the fastest thing? You know, so I'm not thinking about what's the healthiest thing until she's down to go to bed. And then I'm like, let me get the steak with the Brussels sprouts and <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah. But when you're on the go, you got to think about um, what's best for you internally and um, what is best for your daughter or your child. I should stop saying daughter. <laughs> right, right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, some great information. And Tiffany, if people want to get in touch with you, can you tell us about your online presence or how people can find you? Um, okay. So if you wanted to find me, I'm on Instagram. My handle is at Tiffy Spears, kind of like Britney Spears, but T-I-F-F-S-P-E-A-R-S. And then um, I'm on Coach Up which is a Boston-based coaching website. It's, uh, you just put in my name, Tiffany Spearman, um, for the Coach Up website, you can find me there. And um, I'm on Facebook, at, like everyone else. It's, it's Tiffany Spearman. There's another one who's a ballerina. So just look for the um, runner. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. So thanks, Tiffany. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. I really enjoyed learning what you had to say about pregnancy and the postpartum journey. And again, we just can't stress enough how every pregnancy and postpartum journey is just different. So that's it, you guys. Are you relieved this topic is over, Ryan? No, it's good. It's useful. I don't think, I mean, I, I'm in medicine, so it doesn't bother me any of that. Yeah. Ryan was there to cut the cord. And to pull out babies <laughs> when I was in labor. It's even true. though before I went into labor, I said, I don't even want you to see it. So I hope you all enjoyed it too. And if you like this episode, again, please leave a five-star review. We'll be back next week. And we hope that you have a great week of running. Thanks for listening. For training tips, previous podcast episodes, and fun merchandise for runners, please check out our website at wgtr.us. That's wgtr.us. And as always, have a wonderful week of running.